let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. We're back! Yes, we are back. We're super excited. Thank you for... Waiting for us. Waiting for us. Or Listening to us while you were waiting for us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was very comforting knowing that there were people like we still had a lot of like a lot of listens for the month of June. Right. Um if you're new here, we did take a break for all of June. Um just to take a break and yeah. that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, the importance of taking breaks and being rooted and all that good stuff. Uh if you are joining us for the first time or you have forgotten, Outpost of the podcast is a project that my wife and I started. Yeah, we started ago. in August of 2019. Yep. That's when we launched the podcast. Emily and I are married happily. Oh, yeah, we're backing way back. We're way back. We are we're deeply way We are deeply married. <laughs> well, just case. Anyway, um, and our goal is to have some real down-to-earth conversations about applying the gospel of Jesus Christ in our lives to make our homes better outposts of heaven. Mm-hmm. And what's an outpost of heaven? So, outpost of heaven uh, is this idea that our homes are just extensions of heaven. And so, heaven's not here on earth yet, but the place where heaven can be most closely felt is in our homes. Um, and there are you know other divine places as well, including temples and other sacred spaces. Uh, but for most of us, the closest that we are going to get to heaven or the 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 place where heaven has the most influence in the world should be in our homes yeah and so we uh, have that that's our personal mission and we bring on experts and uh, non-experts and non-experts we just bring on people family uh on to talk about their experiences and how they're making their homes outposts of heaven and sometimes we get people who are experts in specific topics um whether it's in academia or in the medical field or just being a parent, uh, we get them on and they kind of share their expertise. And then other times Emily and I just talk and, and explore ideas because we're not experts. We're just facilitating this. Yeah. We have kids, but they're not that old yet. So we really don't even have tons of experience. Yeah. But we, we love the idea that we are, possibly helping some people spur on conversations in their own homes with their spouses, with their parents, with their friends or their siblings about how they can better make their homes outposts of heaven and how they can uh, apply the the principles of the gospel of Jesus Christ in their everyday lives. Because sometimes when we read the scriptures or when we're in Sunday school or in sacrament meeting or we're listening to our pastor or whatever your church service looks like. The principles of, of the gospel of Jesus Christ are awesome. They sound awesome, and but they also sound a little lofty, uh, and they can sound... Not in a bad way. No, no, no. Like, lofty, like, oh my gosh, I know I need to be doing these, these big things, right. but I can't imagine what that looks like for me right now. Right. Or, I can't imagine like what, like forgiving my neighbor all the time, like what that looks like, like actually on the ground. What does that look like when 
Uh, I'm I've been a victim of abuse. Uh, we we have a great episode of, with that of somebody who had was abused by her father and her journey with, with that. And so there there's just a lot of difficult questions that come, uh, and there are answers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't have all the answers, but we're here to help kind of spur the conversation. Yeah. So that's our goal. That's what explanation. We, that's that's what we be. Yeah. Okay. So we took a break. Yes. And uh, how did that break make you feel, babe? I felt really good about the break. And so um, one of our, uh, I guess our, our, our core family philosophy, I guess, is being rooted. Mm-hmm. And that means uh, being, how would you describe being rooted quickly? I would describe it as um, like being present and intentional and not beating yourself up when you're not meeting the expectations right. that you'd set for yourself. Right. So it's, it's about it's, like setting correct, appropriate expectations. Right. It's about and, being extremely present. Yeah. Um, and that's present in your phase of life or in like the physical space you're in mm-hmm. or being very aware of your energy level and whatnot. And it, it's, it's kind of tiring to produce a podcast and there's a lot of work that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we have decided that this podcast is going to be our, uh, how do we describe it? Our, our offering our to offering. the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our offering to the Lord. So we don't want to monetize it or anything like that. Uh, we want it to just be an offering to him and a service to each, to ourselves and to our listeners to try and help people come closer to Christ. Like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it gets a little, it can be tiring, right? To like Bernie Audi. Yeah, Bernie Audi. <laughs> we get we get fairly burned out, and so we realized that we were like losing the love and like the enjoyment of, from it, mm-hmm. and that I think came from just the grind, right? And we realized that okay, if we want this to be sustainable, we need to be rooted in our phase of life and understand that we need breaks. We need breaks, and you do too. We all need breaks. Yeah. I started the break with the expectation, the extremely high expectation, that this will be a break from releasing content, but I'm going to plan the heck out of the podcast for the next six months or so. We're going to do recording sessions with guests. We're going to have everything recorded, edited, and like pre, pre-done so that we can make the next six months easier. That was my plan. But... What ended up happening was that I was extremely rooted and I didn't do it like hardly any of those things. I did some planning. We had some recordings with guests, um, but it was nothing like I had originally hoped for. But I was able to spend so much time with family and really work on some self-development things. And it was just a really good experience. Right. And I really felt like if I would have put all that work and energy into the podcast on our quote unquote break, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been a break at all. It would have yeah. just been like working my tail off in the podcast without actually putting out content yet. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely makes sense. So I felt like I was a lot more rooted in a different way. Yeah. And I think the beginning of this process of like deciding to like set scheduled breaks, because what we're going to do is we're basically going to take june and december off every year Uh, it started with a conversation with my mother 
who asked us about like okay what would i can't remember the specific questions she I asked us i don't even us. remember this you remember so it was back yeah. in january or like december she asked us these uh-huh. things she's a she's a life coach we've had her on not a life coach a, a business, business coach. coach and we've had her on before and she asked like where do you want this uh this podcast to be in a few years from now and we said okay we'd still like to be doing it uh and then she asked do you feel like your current rate of not attrition what's the word like your your current efforts are they putting you in a position where you will still be doing your podcast now in several years and we realized like no we're not like we're we're burning yourself we're burning ourselves out to be this aggressive about it and so uh it wasn't until then that i realized okay i i'm so focused about i'm so focused on not missing a week Mm-hmm. Um, because I was thinking, oh, this is going to destroy our podcast if we if we miss a week. Right. But uh, in actuality, not missing weeks and meeting it every week was going to destroy our podcast sooner because it was burning us out. Right. And and that and was so you the, may have noticed some. I mean, we try to do every Thursday. Sometimes it doesn't happen, and it comes out on a Friday. And there've been um, a couple times where we're just where like, we're just like, well, we didn't do one this week. Then we didn't tell anyone that we didn't do it this week. Um, So I think that in the beginning of the podcast, that would have, like, drove us mad. But I think now we're at a point where it's like, hey, we're being rooted. We can't put one out this week. Or it's going to be Friday, not Thursday. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you think that we can find the balance in... Okay, let's, like, not talk about podcasting, but in meeting our goals and making sure to take breaks because i feel like when we have this goal we're like gotta do this thing gotta do this thing can't miss a day or like work 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 to meet this goal but how can we make sure that we are being rooted and taking the breaks that we need and making sure that we have the self-care that we need so that we can actually make the goal happen yeah um i think it's it's very it's difficult and it's not an exact science, right? As much right, as, there's as, no formula. As much it. as we would love to say, oh well, like x plus y equals c or a or whatever. Yeah. Like we'd love to be able to like plug things into a formula and get an answer. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's very much about being rooted and listening to the spirit, like being like legit praying, asking Holy Father to help you kind of find the balance. And I struggle with this at work a lot. Uh, because my my position at work is is very much focused on long term goals, mm-hmm. like a lot of long term growth uh, and long term expansion, and so that means a lot of the projects I'm working on like I likely won't see come to fruition for several years, uh, and that's it's really difficult when that's the majority of your projects. Like, well, the majority of my projects are, you know, several months to a year. Um, as far as like the timeline goes and some of them and a lot of them are even longer than that and it's really easy for me to get burned out and kind of expect myself to be more like a robot where I'm like okay I'm I am putting my input in right now that okay I need to do these five things and I just need to do them no matter what Mm -hmm. and then I start doing them and I realize I can't I can't do all those things or I can't do as aggressively or as intensely as I think I need to be doing it. And 
uh, I have to I've had to learn to step back and realize, okay, I have to be less focused on what I think I need to be doing in order to, or what I think I need to be able to do in order to achieve success and be focused on what can I do to achieve success because uh, I can't do more than I actually can do. I mean, it sounds obvious, <laughs> right? Yeah, but, but I understand. But like your expectations are frequently that, I should be doing these things as opposed to I should be doing everything I can do. Yeah. And it's, it's hard because I, I'm really wary of, and I'll be honest, just like straight up, like I, in full disclosure, I'm really wary of all of the like self care talk that's floating around in the world right now. And on Instagram, especially. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I know you do. And, and I'm, I'm, and I think it does, it does a lot of good for a lot of people who need that self care, mm -hmm. but I'm also wary of it because I think it lowers standards, mm -hmm. which can be good if standards are unnecessarily high, Yeah. but it also can lower them to a point where we are not achieving as much as we could. Right. Where you're. It's kind of used as an excuse. It's used as a crutch. It's used like a crutch, crutch. Like, like, good... like oh, I'm not. Like I don't need to be. I don't need to be achieving high because I don't need to. I can just be focused on my own self care, and and that's true, I guess. But I, I think we do. We need to be pushed, uh, and so I think it, it's a it's a spect it's a pendulum for me where I'll go like a, a little bit too much in the direction of self-care being focused on my on my needs and being rooted mm -hmm. in my needs and i'll catch myself I'm like no I, I don't like how relaxed i've gotten or like i have an issue generally with being relaxed but every now and again in this this pendulum swing i uh, get to a point where i realize oh i'm i'm too relaxed i don't like how how i've become i want to be more uh put together i guess still example uh, when, when I start to be more relaxed, it, it kind of affects every aspect of my life. And so I, I'm a little more relaxed about like, well, the food or the drinks that I, I have. And so i I don't usually drink soda or uh, of any mm -hmm. kind. Yeah. We talked about that with the habits episode. Oh yeah. And so I don't usually drink soda, but I found myself as I've been trying to focus on being more relaxed, I would tell myself, oh, I just need to be easier on myself. And so I would start drinking. I would drink Sprite and root <laughs> He'd beer. start drinking. I started drinking. <laughs> I had like a can of, I had like two or three sodas a week is what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. And so. I, I would like, was relaxing. And, and, and I found that as I was trying to relax, it, it just made all of my habits kind of become more relaxed. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to, I realized this isn't where I want to be. I'm not setting as high of a standard for myself as I'm actually capable of. And so I would tighten everything back up. And mm -hmm. it's just a pendulum going back and forth. You're going to, you're never going to be able to dial it in. I don't think that's a realistic expectation that yeah. you're going to be able to dial it in and keep it there at the, your optimum level of, uh, of pressure for any measurable or meaningful period of time. Yeah, I think um, another kind of important thing that we kind of touched on is that the break in order to be effective has to be intentional. Yeah. Um, so, like, and limited, me, I think. Yeah. So, right now, I am trying to do this like 100 days of exercise, and I've done it twice before without missing a day like 100 days of exercise. Um, 
this is third time around and I have done it very differently. I'm doing 100 days of exercise, but they're not necessarily in a row. And I feel like some days I don't do it and it's an excuse. It's like, oh, well, I just like forgot or I didn't want to. Other days it's intentional. It's like I was in a lot of pain today and I just couldn't like my, I have like some, what's it called? Round ligament pain that when it, when it starts in the day, it just is like on all day long. Mm -hmm. And so it's like in those moments where it's like, no, this is my intentional break. This is my rest day. Then that is productive and effective. But when you're making it like an excuse then it's that's not productive. It's just kind of like weakening right. and your I don't know. It's weakening you. Yeah. Like when you're yeah, making yeah. excuses, you're you're being weak. Just yeah. Kidding. That I sounds mean, really bad. So I, I think like our um our ambitions or the things we're trying to accomplish should be our tools. I think they should be things that are we are using to bring benefit to us. And I think breaks should be the exact same way. Like mm-hmm. breaks should be something that's used to help us achieve our long-term goals. Yeah. And frequently taking breaks um, means, prov- means uh, taking intentional breaks provides us with the uh, emotional stamina to achieve longer goals. Right. And so mm-hmm. whether that's, uh, so here's an example, okay, that I'm using right now with work. So I need the like ability to like just relax every now and again and kind of just like detox, not detox, but like just kind of like let my brain calm down. Uh, and so there are a couple games that I like on my phone that are like Sudoku or like like puzzle games or like those kind of things uh, that I enjoy, but I it's very easy for me to just kind of get lost in it and I just keep playing. And so what I tell myself is there are like a few, there are like, there's one designated time of the day where I'll give myself a few minutes to like play a game. And then I tell myself I cannot play the game again unless I am, unless I've, uh, my rule for myself is if I've reviewed 200 words in my, uh, my word that's app. a lot of words. <laughs> yeah, and so I have like I have like a flashcard app for language learning, and so I I usually have about uh, fifty to one hundred Spanish words, and then I'm trying to catch up on my Russian deck, which is like super behind. I'm super behind on my Russian deck, and so I have like one hundred and fifty words I need to do a day. So I'm caught up on Spanish, which I focused on first, but and I'm trying to catch back up on Russian, and so, so I, creating boundaries and yeah and so, rules, which for was yourself. the whole point of that. So I, if I do two hundred. Um, like 200 words in the day, then I can find a few more minutes to like play, like relax and play my game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Question. Okay. If let's just say that we get to a ripe old age where like, if, if you continually are like having goals and like doing things or projects like the podcast or, um, all of your hobbies that we do and all of like, I mean, I'm not saying like we or you, but like, I mean like people in general. Mm-hmm. Um, if we never quit anything, then at the ripe old age of whenever we die, we, we will have so many things going on that we would be so overwhelmed. So we can't not quit things. 
Yeah. So how do we know when to quit? How do we know when to say this has served me well, basically, or like the Marie Kondo, like this brought me joy or this is bringing me joy. This is not bringing me joy anymore. And I think it's time. But like, yeah. Have you had an experience where you feel like not thinking, not that you've let things go and unintentionally, but where you've intentionally said, this isn't serving me anymore. Like this, Um, it's time to let go. Yeah. Uh, thinking about long distance running and not just like running, you know, six to 10 miles, which I still do, but running ultra marathons, which I loved. I mm-hmm. love, love, love trail marathons. And I, I think it was super fun. Um, and I would love to get back into it when we have more time. But when we graduated and moved and started my, you know, my career, um, it quickly became evident that I would have enough time to do this, to do my long distance runs. And you were, you were willing to support me mm-hmm. doing those. But I realized that this was going to take too much time. And so I think having a clear perspective of your goals, like your long-term goals, um, or even your short-term goals, like a, a clear perspective of your goals and realizing when uh, your priorities have changed or your circumstances have changed to a point where uh, achieving one set of goals uh, makes it so you can't or it negates your ability to achieve another set of higher goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and That's so, a good point. and so, I, for me, that I had that realization when we moved down here that okay, like realistically, training for long distance runs, not really matching up with with where we're at. Like it's just it takes so much time. Mm-hmm. It's like a long, long process. It's you know an hour and a half to two hours a day, just running, not including cool down time and stretching and. All Showering. the icing and the uh, like, the recuperation and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it's exhausting. Um, it was super fun though. I loved it, but it wasn't worth it to me to take that time away from yeah from you and the kids. Like that was a higher value mm-hmm. for me. And I think it was when we were in school. It was just uh, I could make it work better for a bunch of different reasons but Mm -hmm. here it was in this phase of life it was more difficult and so i realized that pursuing those worthwhile goals would negate my ability to fully achieve my higher goals which is of like being a good husband and father yeah i think it can be really hard to like to own that you know to to not feel embarrassed or ashamed when we've quit something. Oh, it's super hard. Because, like, yeah, yeah, you're probably sad that you don't run like you used to. Yeah. But I think it it is important that if you are going to quit something intentionally, that you are able to, like, own it and be, like, like proud of your reason. Yeah. And I still, like, you know, m- like mourn for it. Like, yeah. it's not like I'm, like, emotionally completely detached for it. And, and right. we've talked about how it is hard for me because I've switched into being more of, like, a gym guy. Mm-hmm. Like, so I go to the gym three times a week and I run three times a week. Uh, but that means that I'm never going to be able to run as much or as far or as fast. And so I, I went from being, you know, I wasn't the fastest guy on the block by any means, but I was, I was a pretty good runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I could go for a long time. And then I jumped into like a gym setting where I, I'm, if you have seen pictures of me, you know, I'm not like a, a guy who's 
genetically predisposed to being ripped and being Beefy. big. Yeah, that's just not. You know, I'm not the mountain. Is that his, I think that's the guy's name, the mountain mm-hmm. from. He's from. Um, oh my gosh, the TV show Game of Thrones. Oh, I have no idea. I've never yeah. seen it, but I've. I, he's a, a character in it, and he's like mm. this huge guy. Anyway, okay. Uh, I'm not that guy. Um, <laughs> And so that that was kind of like emotionally hard because I went from being like pretty good and pretty competitive to being like the smallest guy in the in, in the, the gym g- setting in the gym setting usually yeah uh, but n- n- being committed to your higher set of values and not being mm-hmm. committed to your lower set of values right and I think I probably have a hard time with that that feeling of like. I don't know. I feel like I don't often quit things intentionally. It's more of like, I want to keep doing all these things, but like, I just can't anymore. Or I forget them. Like I forget about them or I just let them go because I'm like, Oh, I'm not good at this. So I let it go. But it's, it's never like this intentional choice of like, I'm not going to do this anymore because there's a higher value. So I have a question about your fear. Okay. Um, are you generally more afraid of how other people are going to perceive your quitting or your, are you more afraid of your self coming to terms with the fact that you've quit? Both. So I'm like definitely like not like scared, but like it bothers me that people will notice or if they do, I, they probably don't. But like if people notice or um, that they're going to think less of me or that they're going to think I'm flaky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also it bothers me because I'm like, well, I now think of myself as flaky or like I'm weak. I can't handle all these mm-hmm. things or, um, but I also know that I naturally put way too much on my plate Yeah, and I need to stop doing that. So yep. I sure with the exact same thing. So there's just this balance question. Yeah. That there's no formula for that. Everyone struggles with balance. Well, because because quitting something implies that you have a limitation yeah. in your ability or in your time or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to think of myself as having as being a quitter. Yeah, right. And so I don't like to think of myself as having any kind of limitations that are not overcomable. Mm-hmm. Overcomable is that a word? Probably. Um, but. What was I going to say? And, and, and so it's, it's difficult for me to like step back and be okay with the f- fact that I am imperfect and that I do have limits and that mm-hmm. I need to uh, be cognizant of those limits. Because if I'm not cognizant of those limits, um, those limits will actually lower. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not paying attention to where your, your standard limits on your abilities and time are and you keep trying to tax them you end up lowering your standards uh, because you end up having less energy or less ability or less strength or whatever it is mm-hmm. you, you continue to be less than the the longer you ignore your actual limitations yeah you're right and and honestly the only way to really do this is to at, that i have found the only way to do it in a rooted, healthy way is for me to involve Heavenly Father. Right, because, I mean, only He knows your future and He knows how much you can handle. Especially in serving, because you don't really know when the Lord's going to give you like that unexplainable strength Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and energy to, to serve because he has the ability to like to infuse you with with greater talent than you naturally possess and more energy than you naturally possess and and I can't decide when he gives that to me right and so I have to be very mindful of when he wants me to uh, push myself way beyond my limits mm-hmm. uh, because only when he wants me to push myself way beyond my limits will I receive his grace to strengthen me to be able to perform way beyond my limits. Mm-hmm. I love that you mentioned grace because we're definitely doing an episode on that later. Yes, we had a really we went to the temple this past week mm-hmm. week ago. And we had a really good conversation about grace. And so we're excited to talk about that. Yeah, it was really good. Andrew talked about cookies and then I got hungry. <laughs> but then we got to go to Crumble. We'll talk about this later. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have a love or less than love? <gasps> Loves and less than loves. I've missed it. Okay. Um, I love this book that I just read. It's called Even Adam Discovering... The Beautiful Balance, I think. I think that's right. Um, and it's really good. It it, I was worried that it was going to come across as like, um, militant feminist. Yes, I didn't know how to say. That. <laughs> um, yes, I was just kind of worried because I didn't want it to make Eve sound or seem um, greater than Adam or like. Like, like superior superior i don't know i just love that it like had such a balance and it talked a lot about eve but it never made it seem like like adam was less than or like you know what i'm saying yeah there, there's that, no like, putting that, down right there was no putting down because i hate that um a lot of the times when when people are talking about like women and um, women in the church or women, women in the church it always turns into this like militant thing where you have to tear down the man yeah or, whereas i think the best way to truly honor the other gender whether you're talking about honoring men or honoring women mm-hmm. is by honoring the contributions of both because only yeah. when you have are honored the contributions of both can you get the whole yeah. Because contributions of one without the other are basically pointless. And so you need right. both. Right. So it was just a beautiful book and it was very, very good. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can go and get it from Desert Book. But it was fantastic and I would recommend it to every single human. Okay. That's a pretty, yeah. uh, pretty good. Yeah. And there were, it wasn't, I mean, there were insights from the author, but it was filled with scriptures and um, quotes from apostles and prophets. So, cool. um, my I'll do a less than love. Okay. So I'll be a grouch. Be the grouch. I, for those of you who don't know, I have a partial amputation on my foot. My left foot. We did talk about that. Um, I if don't know you if haven't listened, that listened to that episode. Go listen to it. It tell, Andrew tells his whole story about how he lost yeah. half of his foot. And so I have a skin graft from my stomachs on my foot. For my stomachs, for my stomach <laughs> on my foot, uh, and I have currently in a huge, giant Mount Vesuvius style ingrown hair on the bottom of my foot, okay, right along the scar line. Kind of explain why you have hair on the bottom of your foot, though. Okay, I said for my weird. stomach skin. Right. Okay. So men have hairy stomachs. Yes. There you go. So we you, do. Yeah. 
So the bottom of his foot is hairy. (laughs) Yes. I think that people don't typically think that way. Yeah, so when they put the, they had the uh, skin graft, they attached the blood vessels and everything, and so it just continued to grow as if it was... On your stomach. On my stomach, and so I have hair on my foot. Have you ever shaved it? I have. (gasps) Really? And it's painful. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, anyway, sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. You haven't grown hair on your. It, it is extremely, <laughs> extremely painful, and I'm trying. I, I'm supposed to go running not tomorrow, but the next day, and so I'm hoping that it goes down by then because it would be uncomfortable in the extreme to run on an ingrown hair on the bottom of your foot, right next to your scar. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I'm laughing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's the life I have. Okay. Okay, well, we're excited to be back with the podcast. Yep, we have some really cool episodes recorded with some fun guests. Yeah. Uh, and and we have some awesome people lined up to record with the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. that we're going to release over the next few months. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to uh, to share that awesome content with you guys. Yeah, we're excited. Um, if you're loving what you're hearing on the podcast, if you've loved what you've heard in the past, please screenshot where you're listening and share it on your Instagram stories, or leave us a rating and review, which we say all the time, but it really means a lot. It does mean a lot. It makes us feel really good, which is why I'm doing this. It's an ego trip, all of it. Okay. No, nope, it's not. Honest. I'm, just, I'm kidding. It does make <laughs> us feel good. It makes us feel like we're actually doing something worthwhile, but importantly, it helps uh, the podcast reach a wider audience. Mm-hmm. So if you're loving it, then more people will love it because yep. they will hear about it. All right, you guys, we love you. Keep the faith. 